Hey guys, before we jump into today's episode, I wanted to let you know that doors are now open for our signature accelerator program. We are doing a major deal for this promo period where you get Critical Care Academy's CCRN review course absolutely for free as a bonus if you join us before May 4th. Our signature program is special because it's a one-time investment for lifetime access. There are no recurring fees. We want you to start this process early. So if you're in nursing school or if you are just starting the school search process, this is absolutely perfect for you. We walk you through picking schools, writing your resume, making sure you have all those boosters to make you stand out. We've got over 20 hours of video lessons along with an entire downloads vault of swipe files and templates. And of course, over 50% of the program is interview prep. We have five on-demand mock interviews. And then of course, a huge part of this is every month we have office hours where you can bring your questions and get answers. We have essay office hours with our expert developmental editor, Dr. Diane Katie. We have group mock interview practice labs, ad hoc guest speakers like SRNAs, and other faculty. It really is a comprehensive program. And once you are in, you are in for life. You can head to the CRNAclub.com to check it out. And again, the CCRN review course as a bonus that ends on May 4th. So if you are on the fence, shoot me a DM at the CRNA club. I am hanging out there, but otherwise let's jump into today's episode. Welcome back. So today we're going to be chatting about a popular question that we get all the time, which is which ICU experience is best for CRNA school? And I get it. CRNA school is more competitive than ever. Applicants are getting stronger and stronger as we have more resources available with social media and the ability to get access to coaches and mentors. The bar is being raised. And that's a that's a good thing. But at the same time, I understand it's really difficult now to get into CRNA school. You have to try to do your best in every single area of your application in order to be considered. So naturally, you are wondering what is the best type of ICU experience you can get to put your best foot forward to give you the best chance of getting in. So let's talk about it. Before we get started, we need to break down the definition as defined by the Council of Accreditation or the COA, which is the accrediting body for CRNA programs across the country. They are the ones who have defined critical care and programs now look at this definition and it is up to them to interpret what are the areas of expertise or the areas of ICU experience that they are going to accept in order to meet the definition as set by the Council of Accreditation and what they define as critical care. So critical care experience. Critical care experience must be obtained in a critical care area within the United States, its territories, or a U.S. military hospital outside of the United States. A critical care area is defined as one where on a routine basis, the nurse manages one or more of the following. Invasive hemodynamic monitors, such as PA catheters, CVPs, arterial lines, cardiac assist devices, mechanical ventilation, and vasoactive infusions. Examples of critical care include, but are not limited to, the surgical ICU, the cardiothoracic ICU, the cardiac ICU, medical ICU, PICU, and NICU. And here is something to take note of. Other areas will be considered 
provided you can demonstrate that you are caring for patients who are unstable with invasive monitoring ventilators and that critical care pharmacology and pathophysiology. So what does that mean? That means each program is going to look at this definition of critical care and decide for themselves what types of ICUs they are going to consider as meeting this experience of critical care. One school is going to accept PICU experience, one school is not. The other school may consider ER experience, another school won't. Really, this comes down to each individual program and how they are interpreting and agreeing to what critical care experience will meet their specific admissions requirements. Many programs will leave it open-ended and say other areas may be considered on a case-by-case basis. Now, while this may seem a little bit of a gray area, it's actually good news because if you are one of those people who are a NICU or a PICU nurse or work in the ER, This means that if you are getting that high acuity quality experience that you have a shot and you should consider reaching out to the program and seeing if they're willing to accept your specialty experience. Don't take it as a no. Take it as a yeah, come talk to us. Let's figure out if you have the experience of what it takes to meet our requirements. So what ICUs are traditionally accepted? That's going to be your MICU, your SICU, your CVICU, your cardiac ICU. Those are generally going to be accepted across the board. And at face value, is any one of these better than the other? No. Is CVICU the number one ICU that'll get you into CRNA school? No. While in the CVICU, you're getting, you know, experience with LVADs and a lot of cardiac experience, are you going to be necessarily getting exposed to, you know, all of the pathophysiologies that you might see in the MICU, all of that, you know, multi-organ failure? Maybe not. Are In your cardiac ICU, are you just going to be getting post-surgical patients? So really, it, it's, it's not so black and white. And I think people really sometimes want an answer or they read on the internet that the CVICU is the best. It's not true. It really comes down to what types of patients are you taking care of and can you check those boxes as defined by the COA? So what if you're not working on one of those traditional units? What if you work in the ER, the PICU, or the NICU, or maybe you're a flight nurse, or you work in the CCU? Do you still have a chance of getting into CRNA school? Absolutely. It might just limit the number of schools that you can apply to, and it might be a little more work for you to reach out to programs and inquire, but that's what they're there for. Email them and ask. They're happy to answer your questions. And if you are able to explain the acuity of your units, they'll be willing to consider your experience. And if not, they will let you know and you won't have to waste your time applying to these programs. Don't be afraid to reach out. So if you are working in the ER, the PICU, or the NICU, you will have to do some searching for schools. And that's why we created our CRNA school database. So you can, in a matter of seconds, find which programs will accept your specialty experience. So I'll link that below, but it's definitely going to save you a ton of time. There are over 15 schools that will accept ER experience and even more that will consider it. There are four schools that will actually accept flight nursing. And there are actually a ton of schools that will look at NICU or PICU experience as well. I was surprised. There are, there are actually a very, there's actually a really decent amount. So which ICU is really the best? It is an ICU at a level two or a level one trauma center that cares for mechanically vented patients with invasive lines, vasoactive infusions, where you see a variety of pathophysiologies. Do I think it's worth it to change from a level two to a level one trauma center? No, I think that in a sense you might be starting over. And if you were getting high acuity patients at your level two trauma center, 
why start over and have to put yourself through that stress of building relationships and learning a new unit if you are already seeing high acuity patients at your level two facility? When you look side by side at level two and level one, what makes that delineation there? It's not a big difference. So really, it's about staying where you are and trying to dig deep and get involved precepting, get involved in leadership activities, get involved in your community, get involved in your hospital, see what changes and projects you can make on your unit. If you are going to transfer to a different unit, a level one ICU, or if you're going to transfer to a different hospital, it's going to take you time to build those relationships and, you know, get on committees. It's going to even push back your ability to apply even maybe a little further. So that's definitely something to consider. So yes, in wrapping it up here, the types of patients you care for is very important. But I want you to remember that when you are applying to CRNA school, programs are looking at so much more than which ICU you worked at or the name of your hospital. They're trying to assess, are you a good fit for this program? Are you humble? Are you assertive? Are you willing to be a team player? Are you a leader? There are other things that you need to show on your application that is going to prove to them that you will be a good fit for their program. It doesn't all lay in the hands of which ICU you worked at. There's so much more than that. So I really want to encourage you to not get too hung up on the type of ICU that you're in as long as you're meeting that definition by the COA, the definition of critical care, but really try to do what you can with what you have where you are, as said so nicely by Theodore Roosevelt. So anyway, that is all I have for you today. So remember, it's your character, your grit, your perseverance, and your determination that matters. And you got this, and we're always here to support you. So I will talk to you again next week.